Hey guys, I hope you had a wonderful holiday. Um, it is a couple days after Thanksgiving right now. So I am currently um, packaging orders and stuff from my Black Friday and my small business Saturday sale that I did on my lash products as well as my, my, um, my merch, like my sweaters and shirts. So I'm packaging everything right now and I'm gonna have it up for pickup tomorrow and, and drop off everyone's um, shipping orders. So if you guys hear me like ruffling papers, uh, printing or, you know, just like any noises in the background, it's just me packaging orders or hand testing um, the electric items. I hand test everything to make sure that the quality is up to par. So that's what I'm doing. Um, but I wanted to talk to you guys about setting boundaries. I made this post on Instagram yesterday. If you don't follow me on Instagram, my Instagram is beautylicious underscore OX. Um, so I highly recommend you guys follow me there. I'm, I do most of my posting, my lives, my, all of my videos and stuff on Instagram, but I have been trying to branch out. So um, I'm doing my best, but I'm a one man show. So please forgive me. Um, but yeah, so what I wanted to talk to you guys about was boundaries. I made this post talking about how sometimes in the beauty industry, because we love, well, we tend to love what we do. Most people who get into this um, and stick around long-term, whether it's hair, nails, makeup, lashes, whatever, a lot of us are in this because we love to help people and we love to like help people feel beautiful. And, and so it can get really easy to overwork ourselves like it gets really over um re really easy to get overbooked and and I really think that there's something to be said about making sure that you know why you're doing what you're doing and what your limits are as like a personal level because what my limits are doesn't mean like that's what your limits are going to be so for example if you find yourself constantly working super late nights and it's causing a strain on your marriage or maybe in your household, like with your parents, if you live with your parents, or like if you notice that your kids are missing you a lot, I don't know what your living situation is, but um, in my life, those are some of the complications that I have experienced. So I know that if I'm experiencing those, I'm sure other people have those same problems as well. Or like, let's say you have a day job and you do this on the weekends or at night, and it's starting to take away from your main source of income. Um, you really need to evaluate what are your, what's your why and what is your long-term goals and really evaluate how much time and energy you can truly invest into this venture that you're in. Even if you're here and you're not in the beauty industry, even if you are just a different type of entrepreneur or maybe you're a student, whatever the case may be, you have definitely come across a time in your life where you noticed that your priorities seemed a little bit off and you didn't know what to do. Um, and I'm here to explain to you how I did that for myself. So like I said earlier, I have had problems with my husband, with my kids, with my parents. Um, I don't live with my parents, but you know they're in my life. So obviously they hear from my kids or from even from myself, some of the aches and pains that I go through, uh, whether it's working too many hours or working crazy hours. Um, so when I have these people telling me, Ashley, you're working too much or you're working too hard or whatever the case may be, um, 
some of that stuff starts to get to me sometimes. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm a bit of a people pleaser. So it kind of, it's hard because when you're a people pleaser, um, especially in a service industry, it's very easy to get caught up in working too much because you don't know where to set your boundaries. Whereas um, with like a different job that let's say you hate your job, like let's say you, and I'm not trying to bash anyone's job, okay? This is just like an example. Um, if you, cause I used to work at the DMV, okay? Um, if you work at the DMV and you hate it, I didn't, but if you do, and they ask you to come in early one day or stay late one night, um, the likelihood of you doing that, if you don't really need the money, is slim because you don't want to be there. So it's not that difficult to say no to that. But when you love doing lashes and you love the fulfillment that you get from doing lashes or from doing hair or whatever it is that you do, it's really easy to overwork yourself. And usually, this isn't always the case, but usually if you're overworking yourself, it's probably because you are underpaying yourself. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. But mostly what I'm trying to get across at this point um, in the podcast is that I want you to understand that you are in charge of your business or your side job or whatever your hustle, even if it's just like a like a side, like a passion thing for you, whatever it is, like you are in charge. And I know that sometimes we can th- we can feel also that maybe we're not in charge because they are the ones paying us. And, you know, we need to work around their schedule. We want to be accommodating. We want them to choose us over another service provider because we don't want to be, you know, the person who seemed insensitive, yada, yada. I mean, we have a million reasons for why we do what we do. It's our best friend. It's our aunt or whatever. This person's been coming to me since I first started and I feel, you know, obligated to accommodate her. Um, Trust me, you name it. I've felt it like. I totally understand the, all those. For me, a big part of why I used to over-accommodate people and under-accommodate myself was because I felt like something that had happened a lot was that these you know, people that wanted to get a service done with me and I couldn't get them in, um, they would go elsewhere, obviously, because they want the service. Yes, they want it from me, ideally, but um, they ultimately, they just want the service, so they're going to get it somewhere else, whether it's somewhere cheaper, somewhere more accommodating, whatever the case may be, they're going to get it. So what would happen, they would leave, they'd go somewhere else. And then, you know, a week or two later or whatever, um, they'd call me and be like, Ashley, oh my God, you know, I had this horrible experience, whether the, you know, the person was just, you know, really rude, or if they just did a really bad job, or maybe they had a reaction. I mean, just there's so many horror stories that I heard from people who wanted to get a service from me, but because I didn't accommodate them, they couldn't. And then they ended up having a disaster happen. And now here I am feeling guilty. Had I just, you know, taken her at 7 PM, I would, this, she wouldn't have went through this, you know, she wouldn't have had all her lashes fall out on the day of her wedding, you know, and that's just something huge that this girl had to go through. And so I, it started to become like a guilt thing. Like I just felt bad for people. So I was spreading myself so thin in order 
to um, save people. But something that I, you know, I realized, first of all, I wasn't charging enough. The reason why I was so crazy overbooked from six, sometimes 5 a.m. until 10, 11 p.m. was because I was undercharging myself. Obviously, these people knew that there was so much value in what I was giving them. That's why they were willing to come at these crazy hours, too. Um, yes, of course, it was more accommodating to their schedule and their kids' schedule because they were coming before their kids woke up or after their kids went to sleep or whatever. But um, ultimately, they knew like, wow, this girl's really good and she cares a lot and she still doesn't even charge that much. So th- I'm going to do whatever it takes and whatever time of day to get in with her. Once I realized it was actually a conversation my husband and I had, my husband said one day, um, he like in a joking way, this is the thing I love about my husband and my relationship. We can talk freely and kind of check each other without, um, without getting our feelings hurt. You know, sometimes people don't, I would say a lot of times, maybe like nine out of 10 times, people do not like being told how to do things. For example, how to be a parent, how to be a good wife, how to be a good friend or how to run their business. This is what I'm referencing. Um, I have multiple friends and family now who run businesses. And let me tell you, doesn't matter how many years of experience you have, no one wants to be told that they are doing something wrong. So um, when he, you know, this girl was always messaging me at like 10 o'clock at night telling me, hey, can I come in tomorrow at five in the morning? And, you know, I really didn't mind the hour so much. It was more of the like, the incons like her being inconsiderate and texting me the night before like if you knew you had an event on friday why didn't you tell me at your last appointment that you wanted to get in before friday instead she was texting me wednesday night at 10 o'clock saying hey i go in at work to work at seven can you get me at five so that i can be done by 6 30 and you know on my way to work and of course here i was like damn well she has an event like if I don't get her in, what is she going to do? And everyone knows she's my client. So if she goes looking all busted with her lashes, looking like crap, it's going to reflect badly on me. You know, just all these things like I was telling myself. Um, and so, of course, here I was, you know, I had plans to go out with my husband. But, yep, I'll instead of going out, I'll, you know, and hanging out with my husband, I'll just go to bed early so that I can be up by 4 a.m. to be ready for her. So it was just things like that were constantly happening. Once in a while is one thing, like to make it like an, you know, kind of an outstanding accommodation for someone is one thing. But when you're doing it on a regular basis and it's pretty much like a regular thing for you, it's no longer an accommodation. It's now just the standard you've set for your business. It's a standard you've allowed people to set for for yourself, to be honest. You're something that I've learned um, because of that experience. Well, so what ended up happening was this one time she did it like again, like she always would. And my husband made a comment and he was like, so um, when did you start working for her? And I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, that client. Um, when did she become your boss? And I knew he was being like sarcastic. I knew he was being an ass, but I kind of didn't really understand what he was getting at. Like, I didn't know to what level he meant it. So I was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, every time she wants an appointment, you jump. And he's like, and you don't need her, you know, her money at the time I was charging $50. So he's like, you don't need her $50. Her $50 does not like make or break you. She knows your value. And that's why she keeps coming back. Like, and there was a lot of other problems with this client, but that was like kind of the main one. And so he was like, you, you know, you need to set your boundaries. And mind you, um, as much as I love and adore my husband, I also, like I said, no one likes to be told what to do. Even though he did own a barbershop, 
I did not feel like he had the place to tell me that what I was doing was wrong. So I was like, um, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, you have no clue how to run this kind of business and blah, blah, blah. So I got really mad. But then like later that day when I, she ended up um, showing up super late and she needed to be done by six after all and not 6.30. Like this girl was just a problem. And so what I'm trying to get across to you is that a lot of the times in my experience, these people who are expecting you to accommodate them and expecting more than you would like to give um, and don't show appreciation, you know, are not really understanding and don't, you know, go out of their way to, um, to pre-book their appointments. Like these people who are just treating your business carelessly, sometimes it's not so much that they don't appreciate you. It seems that way. It totally feels that way. And I totally understand that. It feels like they don't give a shit about you or they don't, you know, you think in your mind, doesn't she know I have kids? You know, like that, that those things might cross your mind. But the reality is it's not that they don't appreciate you, or at least this is the way I like to think. Um, it's more that they think this is how you want to be treated. Like you have allowed her to treat, I, or I should say, I allowed her to treat me this way for at, the, at that point, probably about six to nine months. So why would she suddenly stop? You know, I'm over here doing the same, making the same decisions over and over and expecting to get a different result. How's, how does that even make sense? And I know you've heard that saying that says, you know, that's the definition of insanity, you know, make doing the same things over and over and expecting different results. Of course, I've heard that as well. But until you actually like have that epiphany moment, you know, um, until you have that kind of sudden just light bulb where you're like, oh my God, I really am like allowing this girl to basically run my business and run my life. Um, that was kind of that moment for me. Like my husband telling me that, like, hey, so so you work for her now? Like just being a total douche. Um, I defended myself initially and I was like, no, I don't work for her. Like I'm my own boss, blah, blah, blah. But then I realized like, damn, I really do jump when she calls me. Is $50 really that important to me? Like to sacrifice sleep, to sacrifice time with my husband, to sacrifice my sanity. Um, no, it wasn't. $50 is, is, you cannot buy me for $50. So at that moment, I put my foot down and I had a discussion with her. Things didn't go well. I ended up having to let her go as a client. Things didn't end well. It was my first time firing a client. Um, there was a lot of other things that led up to it. But um, the reality is I didn't, I didn't even handle that situation as well as I would have liked to because um, I wasn't prepared for that in any way. I never imagined a day where I'd have to fire a client. Um, so I think that I had I set up my boundaries better, had I understood what I wanted, um, what I needed and how to get to the point that I like, for example, to the point where I am today, if I had known all of those things and kind of had a more structured uh, business plan since the beginning, I wouldn't have gone through that experience. I wouldn't have ruined that friendship. I wouldn't have um, acted out of character and had to react emotionally to some of the things that were said in that conversation. So in short, doing the hard things early on, like setting up your boundaries and stuff like that, um, can really save you a lot of headache in the long run. Even though it feels like you're, even though it feels like you're setting yourself backwards by setting these boundaries and um, deciding I don't want to work past this time and I don't want to work on these days, 
I don't want to deal with this type of client that's inconsiderate or that doesn't follow my policies, X, Y, Z, whatever your boundaries are that you want to set. For example, I'm pretty lenient when it comes to reschedules, like last minute reschedules and cancellations. Because I run technically three different businesses, I don't just do lashes. See, if you're you're dealing with someone who just does lashes, not that that's not a lot, trust me, that's a lot in itself. But I'm saying someone who's simply a service provider and nothing more, um, that's one aspect. So when you cancel on someone who's a service provider, um, that's really all they had to do for the day. They really didn't have to do a whole lot. Sure, there's inventory and cleaning and stuff involved, but not to the level of myself where I don't just provide services. I also rent out um, spaces in my salon. Um, I also um, have my training center, in, which is separate from my salon, where I, where I conduct my classes. So I have to manage my students. I have to manage... I mean, my social media, my marketing, I have to manage um, inventory, like much higher level than someone who just provides services. I have thousands of pieces at any given time of products that I need to be constantly um, in check over. So, I mean, there's there's so many things that I have to do. So when someone cancels or reschedules, am I bummed a little? Sure. But I mean, that just really means that I have more time to do something else. Now I have two hours, an hour, whatever to either. Sometimes it's something as simple as go to the restroom and eat lunch. Sometimes I don't have time because I'm so busy working three jobs every single day around the clock. Um, so I'm a little bit lenient on that. But things like coming sick or things like um, little things, you'd be surprised some of the things people ask, you know, hey, I have an appointment with you on on Thursday, but I don't get paid till Friday. Is it cool if I pay you on Friday? And it's like, no, bro. Like, those are some of the things where I draw the line. You'd be very surprised some of the things people ask, if they can pay you, um, if they can, like, give write you a check and you can cash it next week. Like, I mean, crazy stuff. So um, things like payment and um, promptness, I'm very strict on those. So um, I have my limits, but what I'm saying is you set yours. If you can't handle one cancellation a week because of the way your schedule's set up, then yeah, don't freaking settle. Don't, do not allow that. Um, and, and if you stick to it and you don't give, you know, do too many exceptions or let people off, then they're going to respect you and they're going to know like, hey, this girl doesn't play. I can't cancel this appointment. It, you know, if she wants, this, if her friends decide they want to go have brunch, on Sunday after all, but she had an appointment with you. Um, she's not going to cancel to go have mimosas if she knows that you are not going to get her in, you know, in a timely fashion if she does that. So I think it's just, it's important to, from the very beginning of starting your business to figure out what your goals are. Uh, I always tell my students, how much do you want to make? Like, let's just talk about it. You know, they, they're always asking me, well, how much should I charge? That's like a, such a popular question. How much should I charge, Ashley? And I'm like, well, how much do you want to make? I know it sounds silly, but seriously, how much do you want to make? You want to make $1,000 a week? Because if you want to make $1,000 a week, then that, and you break that down, if you're willing to work six days a week, um, you're going to make $1,000 a week very easily. Because five days a week, it's 200 bucks a day. That is nothing I mean, I, it's something I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay how much, you know, $200 is, but I'm saying $200 a day is very easy. That's not even one full set. So, but now let's say you're just starting out. So to make $200 a day, let's say you were doing a hundred dollar full sets, which is more than reasonable for someone who's recently certified. In my opinion, if you're using high quality products and you invested in your training and you have done the work. If you've taken my class, before you even get certified, you've done extensive work. I don't just certify you the day you take your class. I don't believe in that. So 
if you have done the work and you've invested your time and your energy and your money in, in researching and all this stuff, I think that $100 for a full set is very reasonable. And so you do two full sets a day. So that's 10 clients a week if you work five days a week. That's totally manageable. And now you've set a goal and you know how many people, new people you need to get in per week and break it down that way. It can, and let's say in the beginning, it's taking you, you know, three hours to do a classic full set. So that's six hours of work for $200 a day. Granted, they don't tip you, let's say. Is that something you're willing to do? Are you willing to work six hours a day? Can you work six hours a day? So you have to look at what you want and what you have to offer. Like if you don't have six hours a day, then you probably either need to raise your prices to make that thousand dollars and maybe work an extra day. Maybe on Saturdays you work all day because that's the day you can work all day because you work on Monday through Friday, eight to five job during the week. You can only take one person a day. If you can only take one person a day at a hundred dollars, that's five hundred dollars during the week. Plus, so then that means in order to make a thousand, you'd need to make five hundred dollars on Saturday. And if you're averaging about 30 bucks an hour, then, you know, that's a pretty long day on Saturday. You may have to work seven, seven days a week if that's the case. Um, and I'm not saying it can't be done. You can totally do it. And over time, you will make more and set goals for yourself to be like, okay, for this month, I'm going to only charge $100. But next month, because I know I'll be better by then, I'm going to practice. I'm going to put in the work. Even if I don't have a client, I'm still going to practice every day on my doll head. Um, you are going to get better. You're going to get faster. So it's totally understandable for you to raise your, to increase your prices as you believe you're growing. <clears throat> I remember hearing this one girl once on Instagram uh, rant about how you shouldn't raise your prices just because you feel like it, that you need to be investing constantly in trainings. And don't get me wrong. I totally believe that you should invest in trainings and stuff. But um, her, her, her whole thought process was that you don't deserve a raise unless you've invested aggressively in your business. And um, I don't truly believe that. This is what I think. I think that you are your own business owner and you can raise your prices whenever the hell you want. If you want to raise your prices because your kid just got braces and you need more money, if you have the clientele who's willing to pay it, no one can tell you how much you want you can pay. I know girls who have no business charging what they charge, but they are fully booked at those prices, those outrageous prices. And so that's them. That is that is their prerogative. They can charge whatever they want to charge. So be, just remember that you are in charge and try really hard to not allow your desire or your passion um, to dictate how much you are going to sacrifice. Um, you need to let allow your passion and your dedication to drive you to have those boundaries. It kind of sounds backwards, but it's kind of the best way I can explain it is kind of like this. A lot of people. Um, so I got this surgery um, six months ago, the gastric sleeve surgery, and I cannot tell you how much um, how many people reached out to me and told me, why would you do that? Why did you do that? Why did you get that surgery? You're so beautiful, Ashley. You didn't need that. Um, you know, you, you're a beautiful inside and out and yada, yada. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love those. I love when people tell me that it really feeds into my ego and it makes me feel really good. But, um, but I think it's a common misconception when you set boundaries for yourself and you do something, you do hard things. I feel like people think that it's because you don't love yourself and you don't value yourself. So I think that people were saying those nice things to me 
to tell, like, to feed into my ego thinking that I have a self-esteem issue. And that's just not the case. Like, if you truly know me and you're my friend or you're my family member that I spend a lot of time with, you know that I've never really been an insecure as far as my looks. Um, I've never been that person. I've never looked at myself and saw a fat cow like I was. I really didn't. Like, I should have. That's probably what got me to work that the weight that I was. Um, was the fact that I didn't see myself. I always used to make jokes that I was like um, shallow Hal, but to my own self. <laughs> There's shallow Hal's this movie where this guy is dating this girl, this giant female, like 600 pound lady who wears pajamas all day, every day. And um, he, his, he saw, but when he was with her, all he saw was like this supermodel. That's pretty much how mine was. I think it's called like body dysmorphia or something, but it's like the opposite. Instead of looking at yourself in the mirror and seeing someone disgusting, it's like the opposite. You see someone like way hotter than you really are. Um, so I always make jokes that that I, you know, that I was like shallow how. So, um, so my point is that I didn't get this surgery because I was insecure or because I hated myself. I got that surgery because many reasons. I was one unhealthy. There's maybe I didn't have any like diagnosis, but for sure my body, my heart, my lungs, um, my arteries were definitely suffering. Like there's no way at almost 300 pounds that a body is functioning at its optimal um, possibility. Like there's no way, and I knew that. And I'm not an idiot. I know that I wasn't going to lose the weight naturally. Um, I tried all those little fad diets and yeah, they work, you know, until I stopped doing them and I just wasn't committing to doing anything that was going to give me long-term results. So my point is that so many people said, you know, that Ashley, why, you know, why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? But it's like, because I love myself, I did, I, I got that surgery and I took that leap of faith in, you know, the surgery to be a tool to help me because I love myself. And I want to continue to love myself for the rest of my life. I want my children to have me in their life for the rest of their life. I don't want to die young or have diabetes and be, you know, insulin dependent or whatever the case is, because I chose to, to base my feelings for myself upon, you know, whether or not I got this surgery. So, um, I think that that's the same thing as, as doing, as, like setting your boundaries in your business. Don't think of setting boundaries as you don't love your clients. Don't, don't see it as um, a punishment to your clients. Like, Oh, like don't even apologize when people want to come at 7 PM. Don't say, I'm sorry. I can't tell them. No, say, I don't work at that time. I only work. So what I do when someone wants some, you know, crazy hours, I'll tell them my hours are from this time to this time. So my only availabilities would be this time and this time. I mean, they you dictate your business. When you want to go return something at H&M and you go in at, you know, you go into work at eight, which is before they open and you don't get off till five um, and you have to go pick up your kids and run a bunch of errands before. And by the time you're going to be done, you, you know, they're closed already at 8 p.m. What do you tell, what do you call H&M and say, hey, um, I need to return this because I want my money back because it didn't fit, but I need you to, I need you guys to get there early or I need you guys to stay open late. No, you, you would never do that. You know why? Because we respect H&M as a business. We don't think of them as some chick who does lashes at her house or whatever. We, we respect them as a business. They've established that. You know why? Because they set their boundaries. They close their doors at 7.59 PM. They don't open their doors until eight o'clock PM sharp. 
They set those boundaries for us. They are not going to stay open late or open early for us. So if you want to be treated like a business, you need to act like one and stick to your hours. And I'm not saying you can never accommodate people ever, but because luckily we do own the business. The people that are that are opening and closing H&M don't own it. They just work there. It's just their job. So it's understandable why they're not going to stay late. And outside of policy, they, they don't want to stay late. But my point is that you do, yes, you do run your business. So yes, you have that flexibility, but save it for like emergencies. Not every appointment that this broad just, you know, forgot that she, little Johnny has an appointment. Like that's not acceptable. It's not when it's all the time, you know? So if you set those boundaries for yourself, guess what? I'm going to guarantee, I'm going to tell you what they're going to do. They are going to call in sick to work. They are, I guarantee you. I'm talking, I'm not talking about just, you know, retail workers are going to do this. I have most of my clientele either own businesses or they're high management in, you know, government facilities. And these people are calling in sick to work for their facial. These people are using their days off, you know, using their vacation time, using their sick time, scheduling their appointments around their doctor's appointments. So that way they don't have to miss extra work. Like they will figure it the freak out. They will hire an Uber to get their teenager home from school. Like, so like I'm, I can't even, I can't even explain to you the, um, how far these people are willing to go for something when they respect you. But, but guess what? These people didn't show me that respect when I wasn't respecting myself, when I was bending over backwards for their $40, they, they didn't know anything better. I always like to explain it in my classes as it's kind of like when you're in a relationship, this is, these are our relationships. So when you with your boyfriend and you're letting him do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, um, he's going to get carried away at a certain point. Trust me. I've been there in my relationship. I trusted my husband and I never nagged him, never looked at his phone, never did anything. And then, you know, reality hit. And I was like, Oh shit, he is human. He can make mistakes. He can give into temptation too. And so, like I said, not, not saying that that's okay. Not saying that, I, you know, didn't give him shit for when he slipped up. But my point is you can't expect people to be you. I've learned that over time. And if you're anything like me, you do the same thing. You expect, well, I would never do that to a person. I would never, you know, show up to an appointment sick. I would never cancel an appointment within five minutes simply because I want to go hang out with my friends, you know, X, Y, or Z, whatever, you know, all those inconsiderate things. You might think that you would never do those. So you're like, well, no one would do that to me. I'm a good person. I'm a nice person. They would never do that to me. But the reality is it's not that sometimes it's so subconscious. It's not even that they're trying to hurt your feelings or that they don't care. It's really just that they're not aware because you haven't established that boundary. You haven't um, shown them how you want to be treated. So once you lay down the law and you let them know, hey, I don't accept that, then they aren't going to have a choice. And I guarantee you they will respect you. And if you feel like, oh, I can't suddenly do that. You know, I've been um, running my business this way for so long. I'm I'm telling you, I was running my business wildly, like I'm explaining to you, for probably about four years before I really buckled down and said, no. I'm, this is, I'm, I am my own boss. You do not run me. I do not need your $50. And I, I totally revamped the way I did. And it was slow, but I honestly, it wasn't slow. I, I decided one day and I just stuck to it and I did not give in. So what I'm trying to tell you is that if you feel like you are in that position, like, Oh, I just can't get out of this. I just can't suddenly change my business practices. Yes, you can. 
And you don't need to give an explanation. You absolutely do not need to explain yourself why you now want to respect yourself and set these boundaries. You can just say it. I don't have childcare in the evenings, so I cannot work. You don't need to say, oh, you know, my mom doesn't want to watch the kids anymore or my husband is getting angry. You don't have to explain those things. That's your private business. You don't owe anyone an explanation. Even if you've been getting her at 7 p.m. for the last three years, you can say, I'm sorry, Susan. Or don't say I'm sorry. Just tell, hey, Susan, I'm not going to be working nights anymore. Is there a better day that works between these hours? These are going to be my new hours. That's it. And if Susan says no, I can't, well, then, okay, here, um, I do this. This is what I do. You don't have to go this far. But I actually reach out to local, other local service providers who get that same service, um, roughly around the same um, price that I charge. And I reach out to them and say, hey, you know, um, Lupita, do you have room to take on a new client to come, you know, every other Wednesday at 7 p.m.? And if Lupita says yes, and I'm like, all right, cool, I'm going to send you this lady named Susan. She's super cool, but um, my hours don't work, you know, during that time. Maybe Susan has a day or um, Lupita has a day job, so she only lashes at night. So this works well for her, you know, that that might be the case. So now I've not maybe I've gotten rid of this client. But not in a way where I, you know, I don't care. You don't have to go that far. I'm an overachiever. Again, I'm a people pleaser. So I always go a little bit extra. But um, that's one thing. To, if, if you are like me and you don't want to have that anxiety at night where you're like, oh, I left her out in the cold or whatever, then you can you can go that extra mile and you can set them up with somebody else that you trust or that you um, you think is good, you know, as good as you or if not better, whatever. Um, and then that way your client's not going to be upset. I've done this so many times. I have, I mean, I can't even tell you how many times I've given my clients away. Um, not because I didn't like them, but just because we, you know, it wasn't a good fit for me. So, um, there are options. And I think that doing stuff like that really establishes you as well, because they know that I'm not just being rude and I just, you know, I don't not care. I don't care about them. It's just that this is what I have to do. And I can't tell you nine times out of 10, I've gotten an answer. Yeah, they're sad. Of course, that we've developed a relationship. But what they usually end up saying is, hey, you know what? You got to do what you got to do. You have, you know, you have your family. You do what's best for you. Um, I respect that. I totally understand. I'm going to miss you, but I'm glad that you're, you know, going to give time back to your family. That's what they've always told me. And they've made it really easy most of the time. So um, don't be afraid to set those boundaries. Don't be afraid to raise your prices. Now, I don't recommend raising your prices every month because um, that's like when you raise your prices every single month um, without letting people know. Now, if you do what I was saying earlier and having like a plan where you say, okay, this month I'm going to do this much because I'm brand new and I want to get my hands on as many people as I can. But then the following month I'm doing this much and you just you're very transparent about it and you put it out there and you let people know in advance. Well, then that's their decision of whether they want to come to you knowing your prices are going to increase every month for the next you know, three months. But, um, but I'm saying like long-term, you shouldn't raise your prices every month only because, um, it starts to feel like to the client, like you're only interested in their money and you're not actually interested in helping them. So, you, you know, you really want to veer away from making people feel like a dollar, like they just have dollar signs on their forehead. Um, but I, I think that, you know, at most, like if you're, let's say, you know, you're way underpriced and you can't just suddenly double your prices. I think that a good, um, you know, a not too bad timing to raise your price would be probably like maybe three times a year, like every four months. That's not outrageous. Um, 
again, like that's a little bit often, but it's not like crazy. If you're just open with them and you say, you know what, um, I, you know, I want to, I'm going to be raising my prices because you know, whatever your reasonings are and you're going to let them know that you're going to do it in three phases. Like, I don't want to, and you can even be, you can even say that and look how nice you're going to sound. You know, like, I, I think that I deserve, I'm, I'm at the quality of this because you know, your, my lashes are lasting longer. You guys are having better experiences. I've invested in a new location, whatever your reasoning might be. Um, and just tell them, um, but I know that, you know, if I'm only charging a hundred right now and I want to get to 200, uh, by next year in order to do that, I need to charge my, I need to increase my prices $30 every four months. So, um, you know, whatever, give them incentives to stick around, maybe throw in a free lip mask or I don't know, something, something, whatever, whatever, I don't know what, you, whatever it is that you do that you can offer something like a little bit of an upgrade for your loyal clients. You'd be like, yeah, but for you, you know, I'm going to give you, a, I, I can't lower my price for you because I don't want to be getting discounts. You, once you get stuck in getting discounts, it's really difficult to get out of that. Um, so I don't, rec I, I don't really recommend doing the discount thing when you're trying. Sorry, I got interrupted there, but, um, yeah, so just to wrap up, um, I think overall what I'm trying to get to you guys is that you have the power to set your boundaries. And if you don't, there's consequences. And yes, if you do, there's consequences as well. You might lose some people. But honestly, if you're really open and transparent and you um, describe, you know, you know, every single increase that you plan on having, or maybe it's not a price increase. Maybe you're happy with your prices, but you just want to change your hours. Um, you can do it uh, when it comes to changing your hours. I don't recommend doing it slowly. Like, okay, I'm only working till six now. Okay. I'm only working till five now. I don't recommend that. I highly, highly, highly recommend going cold Turkey when it comes to that, because, um, it's going to be very difficult to, you know, what if someone accommodates, okay, well then I'll start getting out of, I'm going to start getting out of work early. And then before you know it, it's like, well, I can't get out of work that early. So in that case, I really feel like it's better uh, when it comes to your time, figure out what schedule works best for you. What's not going to cause you anxiety and is just going to be um, making things worse on your mental health. Whatever is your perfect ideal schedule, that's going to also bring in the amount of income that you want. Um, figure out whatever that is and do it. Just, just do it. Just go cold turkey and do it because that's going to be the best way. You might lose some people, but I can damn near guarantee you that if you're truly dedicated and you're, you know, investing in yourself, you're going to get those people replaced. So you don't have to worry about that aspect. Um, and if it's more along the lines of like payment structure, like you want to no longer accept Venmo, you only want to be strictly, you know, credit cards because you want to be, again, credit cards or cash because you want to be respected as a business, um, which I highly recommend. Um, then, then just do it. Just tell people, make an announcement, you know, post it on your Instagram, social media, on your website, whatever, and be like, hey, starting, you know, November, whatever, I am no longer accepting, you know, electronic forms of payment as far as, you know, from the phone. I'm only accepting cash or credit card, you know, Visa, MasterCard, blah, blah, blah. So that way people, and you know what, it just, it just really ups your reputation when you, when you're treating yourself as a business, because they're just going to respect you even more. So, um, just go cold Turkey within, with term in those terms. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Those were the main topics that I discussed on my Instagram post the other day. So if you guys have anything else that you feel like you're struggling with, feel free to email me, text me, DM me, whatever. And I would be glad to come on here and talk about it. I love to know what it is, what the, what areas you guys feel like you need help in. I've been there. I've been in this industry for almost a decade. Um, 
I do a lot of services, not just lashes. So more than likely, if I haven't, you know, maybe had direct experience in what you're doing, I have something similar or I know someone. So yeah, feel free to reach out. I just, I'm here to help you guys. I really want to uplift our industry and totally change the way people view the beauty industry. So often I hear people say that it's an ugly industry, that it's cutthroat. And I'm not saying that it's not or it can't be, but um, I don't believe that the industry is cutthroat. I think that there are cutthroat people, miserable people who um, who run their businesses you know, immorally and they don't care who it affects. But I don't think that as a whole it is you know, toxic. I just think that there are toxic people. So um, I don't like to label an entire organization based upon a couple bad seeds, if you will. So I'm just here to shed light and to really show people that it doesn't have to be that way. That stigma doesn't have to continue to go on. It will, though, if we don't do anything about it. So I'm here to help you guys. Again, feel free. Um, Yeah, have a good night. I'll talk to you guys later.